Hey everybody, what's up? Today on the show, I have a conversation that I had back at FlameCon 1 in San Diego, and it's a mutual podcast recorded with Calvin Wayman, who has the show Curious with Calvin Wayman, and Dustin Heiner, which has, he's talking about real estate and creating passive income, and he has a very successful podcast on that topic. So a lot of those people, and it was an awesome, uh, and having the conversation with them, it was an honor. And so enjoy the show. <laughs> Yo, 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 what's up, creative entrepreneurs? Sagi here, and welcome to the Creativepreneur Show, the podcast where digital creatives share their stories on how they've instilled greatness into their own lives and the lives of others. We will discuss strategies for online businesses, personal branding, mindset, design, digital marketing, storytelling, high achievement, and so much more. Everything we need in order to build our influence, our brand, and our businesses, in order to build a life of impact. Yo, I don't know whose podcast this is, um, but we'll <laughs> see. Uh, so we're doing something that I don't know if ever has been done before. Done Never before. before. Uh, this is, what do you call this? A, a podcast um, simulcast? Well, a simulcast is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like right. when you do the same thing. So yeah. three people, three different podcasts at one time. That's what this is. So if, anybody, if yeah. I'm on somebody else's podcast right now and you don't know my voice, so this is Calvin Wayman. My podcast is called Curious with Calvin Wayman. Uh, just I do podcast. <laughs> I do episodes on anything that I'm curious about, and just come from a curious background. I actually grew up in polygamy. I have one dad, four moms. I'm not even joking. No, Justin. Way. Justin I, I, I was waiting. Awesome. Wow. I was waiting for the podcast just to say that. Um, I haven't even said the crazy part yet. Not only do I have four moms, but I'm one of 45 kids. Oh no. my. Can, no can way. Get, can you curse on your podcast? <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, so I'll try to keep the <laughs> F-bombs out. So, yeah, I'm one of 45 kids. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, and just we're here in San Diego. Uh, Dustin. My goodness. Introduce I don't, yourself. I am, I am not going to top that one bit. That is fantastic. <laughs> we all have the weird things, Ooh. our quirks. Yeah, so my name is Dustin Heiner. I have my podcast as a Master Passive Income podcast, and I talk all about rental properties and the passive income that it brings in. And I love, love being able to not work a job. Like I just not having a job is one of the best things ever. And so, yeah, that's what I do with my life is I do podcasting, I invest in real estate, and I just get to hang out with great people like you guys. When did you... When was your last day job? It was December of 2016. That's when I quit. I was working for maybe 10 years, buying property after property after property. Just kept, okay. kept so building it, was it up. A, it wasn't an overnight thing. No, no, no. You built it up to where the where the income from the rental properties covered you enough that you got out of the job. Yes, what absolutely. What was your day job? I worked. I did IT work at the sheriff's department in the in a county in in California. Sweet. Yeah. So I was buying one property because I knew I just hated working for somebody else. And I realized, man, I want to work hmm. for myself or just not be listening to a boss. It just, I want to be independent. And so bought one property and realized, man, that was a check for doing nothing. I literally <laughs> did nothing and I get checks every single month. And with that, if one property makes me $250 a month, what if I had 10? Mm. In one month, I'm making 2,500, you know, yeah. 20. And, and so I just kept doing the math and it was, it's, I've done so many businesses, but this is the easiest business I've ever done because I don't do any work. My property managers, right. contractors, realtors, they do all the work, but it over time, cause it's, it's, a, it's a get wealthy plan. It's not a get rich uh, fast mm. at all. You have to be diligent, but at, sooner or later, it just snowballs where now I just have enough money. Let's just go buy another house. Mm-hmm. Let's go buy another house. It just, it, it just keeps rolling in. Got I it. dig it. Nice. Sagi, who are you? Yes. So Sagi Schreiber. 
<laughs> and all the way from Israel. All the way from Israel. Now, currently in San Diego, here with you guys. And uh, my podcast is called the Creativepreneur Podcast. And um, Dustin, have you said like what your podcast is called? Yeah, Master Passive Income Podcast. Yeah, Master Passive Income Podcast. All right. And we need to get you that coffee soon. Yeah, I need. Yeah, <laughs> I'm d- I definitely need coffee. Anyways, um, <laughs> you were setting up the video when he said it. That's probably yeah. the only reason. Yeah, so I was setting up video here, so we will ha- also maybe have it later on YouTube as well. Awesome. And um, yeah, so Sagi Schreiber, all the way from Israel. I am a designer and entrepreneur. I uh, teach designers personal development, and I teach marketers design. Awesome. Sweet. So uh, since we want the conversation that we were having before we hit record was just something on money. So I think that's something that anybody can relate to, no matter which of these podcasts they're listening on. But why don't we just kick it to where the conversation started from? And you mentioned a book. Yes. Okay, so cool. So I'm, I'm Jewish, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not religious in any way. Um, but I am Jewish and um, because I just born as well and um i'm kind of mormon in my up- upbringing and i noticed the freaking <laughs> big temple right here that we can see huge. Oh, yeah, dude huge. yeah there's a, there's an amazing it's an amazing church outside here yeah they're building it like it looks something like from barcelona i have to be on i i know a little bit since i grew up well again i grew up in mormon fundamentalism it's different than the mainstream mormons who have that beautiful church that you call it it's actually a temple temple so yeah. there's churches what's, what's the difference the uh, difference like, is you go to church at a church Every Sunday, uh-huh. you go to temple for actual duties. Got it. Where you ceremonies. Ceremonies. Yes. Like, Are you Mormon? No. Oh, how do you know? Good for you. Oh, I have well, family. Lots if, of family in, in uh, Mormon. If, yeah, and if you're in Phoenix, that's a big spot. Yes, too. there sure is. Sure Phoenix, is. Chandler, yeah. Gilbert area. Nice. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm Baptist, but I have lots of people in my family that are Mormon. Interesting. So all of like we're and I guess so different religions. Well, we're all from one religion. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. <laughs> yes. That was, yeah. that was very cheesy of me. I'm sorry. So anyways. Um, so the book. The book. All right. So I'm, uh, I'm Jewish, obviously. And now I read a book. I was actually recommended a book by a Christian friend um, called Thou Shall Prosper, which is like by Rabbi, Rabbi um, Lappin. Roger, Lappin. Rabbi Lappin. Yes. Rabbi Lappin. Anyway. Have you read the book? I know of it. I just need to read it. Okay. Yeah. So it was... It was um, it was all about why the successful Jewish people are so successful. And it ties back to Jewish principles about money and why money is not bad, why money shouldn't be not be frowned upon, why money is the root of all the value that you give to the world and how you can help others with money. And he was like talking like Grand Cardone, you know, like Grand Cardone says like, you know, fuck that, money is great and you should say you want to money and you want to be a millionaire. And this guy was like, you know, a religious Jewish person and he's talking about like why the principles of money are so important and why, um, and he's talking about why the media basically massacred rich people um, and then they still do it today in movies. And that's why a lot of people think rich people are bad. And Why is that? Because I noticed this, especially yeah. in my upbringing, super poor upbringing. And, I mean, as you can imagine, having a family of 50 in one house, <laughs> uh, things yeah. were, were tight. And we yeah. had to work things together. Like, uh, why, like why, did old, why did rich people get massacred? Is it because they were the ones like making economic meltdowns and whatever? Like, wh- why is that? You know, Dustin? I think it's because there we always need somebody that we can go after in a sense. So like, a scapegoat. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, my life isn't going well. 
let me look at what somebody else is doing well and let me see if I can see why they are not just why they are to try to figure out and and do what they're doing but like they're the bad guy you know right. they, they have and I don't so it's something wrong with them it's right. just our own nature I think in a sense is like I want what everybody else has right. it just it comes out of us so um, I, I actually um, interviewed um, a, a very interesting guest for my show um, so I should like so Professor Ryan um, Gottfriedson and he's um, talking about mindset, it's like he's a professor for leadership and mindset, and okay. and um, he talked about the four different kinds of mindsets, um, which is definitely connecting to what you're saying, Dustin. It's like you have everybody has like four different kinds of mindset, and forgive me if I forget one, but okay, let's go. Like growth versus scarce. So gr uh, yeah, growth versus um scarcity or no, no, fixed. No fixed exactly yeah. growth versus fixed so yeah. the growth people uh, the people that have a growth mentality are the people that if they fail they say yes i learned something mm -hmm. and those are the people that from a very young age actually have this mentality sometimes while the fixed mentality if they fail at something they are considering themselves a failure mm -hmm. right and that's why we have to um always tell our kids to also like do we have to uh, congratulate them for their efforts and for their failures? Yeah, you know, so sh we should celebrate failures. And he said something on the podcast, which I like. I'm t I've, I've taken into my own home. He says he asked his kids around. Um, he like there's all these questions that you ask your kids around the table. So he says I added one more question to my list, and what it was, what's your failure from today? Mm. How have you failed today? And then, like, let's talk Freaking about it. I love that. Uh, yeah, I so do anyways. Too. Um, I love that a lot. So, okay, yeah. so growth versus fixed. All right, that's one. Second one is open versus closed. Can I just make a comment on the yeah. growth versus fixed? I think what's really annoying is I've been in personal growth and development for so long, and I think, oh, yeah, growth. But just using those several examples, I know that I still must have some sort of fixed thing in my right. mindset because when it still stings so bad <laughs> when a client cancels. Or says no, yeah. or something like that. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm such an idiot. I'm like, it's it's just weird how even when you know it, like there's a bit of a process to it. So yeah, so so um, so Ryan, he says like, once you understand the types of mindsets, it's so much easier for you to fix them because first of all, you understand. Now you see it in everything you do in life, and yeah. now you can fix it. So I'm like. Right, it makes sense. Like, how could I not have learned about this before? So, anyways, um, so one is like um, open versus uh, open, open versus, versus closed. closed, right? And the other one is inward versus outward. Now, if you're looking at like, um, I'm not going into open versus closed because I don't really remember the example. I should definitely go back and, and read it <laughs> and like re-listen to the episode. Um, but um, the, the thing that really stuck with me is also inward versus outward because the inward people are taking everything um, that they see in life uh, to their advancement as like, I'm, I need to help myself here. So for instance, those are the people that when they go to a conference, they see everybody as leads, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Inward. How can I help myself? How can those yes. people help me right now? And then the outward mindset are the people that are like in a conference and like, okay, how can I serve Yes. As many people as I can here. That's right. And their whole business is based on that. And I remember um, it really ties back to what I heard um, Tim Story, uh, the coach of Oprah Winfrey, when he said, um, in order to achieve your dreams, you need to help others achieve theirs. Ooh. So I, I found the more people that I help, 
the better my life becomes. Right. And I feel better too. Like I feel like, man, I'm just, I feel so like, um, I, I'm, I'm getting outside of myself. Like I'm not so selfish and self-centered and prideful that I care only about myself. I'm reaching out and helping other people. Right. And when I see somebody else succeed, it feels so great. Like, man, I'm so happy for you. That is awesome. Right. Right. And I think like so many people also like, and back to the ties of money, how many people see helping other people as something that shouldn't be tied to money? Well, I say F that. Not, we don't swear on your podcast. <laughs> so I'm saying like, you know, F that because you know what? Like I just, I just finished um, a, a, an online course where it was called Raising Prices. I took designers from Israel and I passed them through an online, like I, I gave them a bundle of my online courses. One of those courses, it's called uh, Success in, in Your Career. And, um, and I gave them six mentoring sessions group mentoring sessions, and 63 people went through that program, 20 of them, so basically like, you know, obviously not everybody shows all up to all the mentoring sessions, but 20 of them um, raised their prices by thousands of dollars a month Nice. with wow. one program, and one actually raised their price by $3,000 a month, which wow. is crazy, like $3,000 a month, she raised her prices like now as, a, as, a, as an... Um, as a consultant, design consultant. And so you're seeing those people paid pennies. The, the program was like, I don't know how much, but it doesn't matter. Like the fact that, you know, you change someone's life, it has to be directed to money because now you can help in, in, in more people if you have money to help more people. So that's why, again, tying to money, I think rich people, again, are just like, and, and going back to the inward, outward minds and stuff like that and, and going into closed versus open. And um, so one of them is like, and the, th the fourth one I don't remember, but basically there's one of them is saying this. One of saying is saying, um, if something happens to me, it's because of something external. If something ha and the other one is saying, if something happens to me, it's only because of me. And I guess they most start people taking, in the world... They start taking ownership and responsibility. Exactly. And most people in the world are just definitely looking for external sources. And that's why rich people get, you know, bombarded. And, and I don't see myself as a victim. If something bad happens, I'm like, well, it just, oh, well, that just happened. It happened. So let's move on and try right. to make, make things better. And going off of what you said, Siggy, about um, how in general what we want to do is we want to help people. And the dollar amount, somebody raising their prices by $3,000, that's a lot of money. But what I found for me and everybody that I coach in, in helping them to invest in real, rental properties, the money, it's great. It affords you to do whatever you want. But for me, it makes it as it's just a monetary uh, quantitative goal that shows that I'm really working hard in the direction that I want to go. And mm -hmm. so if I'm able to make $1,000 a month because I invested in rental properties, um, it's, it, it's, it shows that I've actually accomplished the yeah. goal. It's, it's a, a metric. Quantity. It's a metric, exactly. It, it's, it's your trajectory in a way. If you see it going up, you understand you're in the right direction. So yeah. Yeah, it's good. One thing that I just couldn't help but notice when you're talking about all these different things, Sagi, is one of the happiest people that I know in the entrepreneurial space is Gary Vaynerchuk. And if, when I think about all those different things, he is on the positive of that. Yeah, he's right. definitely growth versus fixed. He's definitely open versus closed. But then something, and he always talks about, it's my fault. You know, <laughs> like he takes yeah. radical responsibility. Right. But uh, I think this point will also tie to the rich people thing. One of the biggest epiphanies that I had when I first got into entrepreneurship was going to an event that was crawling with millionaires and a, even a couple of billionaires uh, thrive actually. That's mm -hmm. where I met Gary Vee for the first time. 
uh, Robert Hershevik, Ty Lopez. Was it Gary V that was rubbing your mustache or was it? It was Grant, Grant Cardone. Cardone. Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. <laughs> you have a picture like with him, like, like massaging my beard. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was that event coming from a background in Utah. That Utah has a lot of awesome things about it. There's a lot of entrepreneurs there. It's also the network marketing capital of the world, which again is not necessarily a bad thing, except on the lower, like everything has a spectrum, right? There's like, even in entrepreneurship, there's people that are just getting started and people that are like billionaires and in network marketing, because it's such a low threshold to get in Mm -hmm. and the very lower parts, like it's very, it's like sharks eating one piece of meat and like families are, but the, the joke is the cool thing about network marketing and like my upbringing is all you got to do is sign up your family and you're going to hit the top of the compensation plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, going from that environment, which is going to networking events, you feel the take, 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 I want to get you into my business mm-hmm. to this right. event that had all these high level players there. Every single person had the attitude of what are you working on and how can I help? And that was like, whoa. And this is people that didn't need to. Oh, sorry. You're going to have to bleep that. Sorry. I keep, I keep forgetting. A lot of editing. Dust uh, inside. <laughs> they're so, like, that was such a big epiphany that maybe, maybe there's something to that. What if people weren't completely successful because they had so much money and then they gave? Maybe they started from an attitude of giving. And that's what got them there, right? That was my, that was what I had that day. And and now several years later, like, no, that's obvious. Like that absolutely is how they got there is coming from an attitude of giving. Because if you come from that place, you're going to attract people that you can serve versus how can I sell you or take from you and things like that. And And I think like you can always tell when somebody is a taker, just when you just start talking to them. They just come across. It's it's just just the feel, and it's so much harder for car salesmen who are takers, who are just trying to make that sale, just trying to make money. Obviously, they need to make money to pay for their family, or you know, for the food on the table and everything. But the people, the, the car salesmen, or anybody service industry or whatever that's that's relying on making a sale or making a transaction, they come across differently. The people that are just there to help. They come across better, and they do better in general because you're more interested in the other person. You know, you take yeah. the, your pride out of it right. and you're putting it off of you and say, how can I help you? Let me listen to you. Let me see what's the best that I can do to help you. And from there, that's when uh, monetary transactions come. Because if you listen to the person, what type of car they want, and you try, you don't listen to them, you sell them, you try to sell them a different car that they don't want, they're not going to buy. If you listen to them and you see what they actually need and what they want, you gear them in that direction to what they want, then they're going to buy. And so that's right. the thing. If, if you come across negatively, if you come across as self-centered and prideful and arrogant, people aren't going to, are really going to work with you. But if you come across as helping, you're absolutely going to get so many more people wanting to work with you. Right. And I think um, about like, you know, changing people's minds when they're coming already with their radar on. I think like we all have the radar on all the time, 24 seven. And we're looking for things that we can call and mark them. It's like, you know, that's like, does that word make it on your podcast? <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll just hit a beep. You'll hit a beep. B- BS. The BS, BS radar. The BS radar. So, um, so right. And, and now if we think about the, uh, the, bull, the BS, BS radar so we're looking at the bs radar here and um like and things about something about closing 
um, or selling is also about framing, right? So um, once you come to someone that you are want to sell something to, but you know they have a BS radar on, which is which might detect you as as BS, then you should definitely think about the frames that they're holding about the world, right? Frames are like perspectives, and then like you should understand how you're going to change those frames in the first part of the call or the first part of the conversation. Um, and then after that, you can open yourself up to let, like asking them, okay, what do you need and how can I help you? But first you have to treat the frames in order for you not to be marked automatically under BS Radar. To me, that's why giving is so critical because the very first thing that you need in any transaction, whether it's somebody that you eventually want to trend, you eventually want to get close to in a relationship, you want to like... If you want to marry that person or if you're going to have a customer, it all starts with trust, mm-hmm. you know? And if you give first, to me, that's a way for them to lower their guard so that their BS meter isn't going so freaking crazy. It's not alarming. It's like, hey, look at this guy's bad. Stay away. Yeah. By the way, have you recommended me, Calvin, the, the five love languages? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I've, so I've read it and I recommend it. It's yeah. Great, it's great really book. good, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's also about framing. That's also about understanding your partner's frame and then seeing how you can adapt to that frame. It's just saying, um, mostly it's saying not to switch their frame or give them another frame, or but basically just see that's their frame. So you should put it on yourself now. Well, that, that's that's exactly right. Um, understanding the other person is yeah. it goes so much farther than trying to see. Well, let me impose my will yeah. on this person. Like with my wife, what I try to do is I try to serve her in the way that she receives that love. If I try to serve her in the way that I give, just because I give it that way, it just like it's like a brick wall. Like my it never type, works. Yeah, yeah. That my type of service is I'd clean the car, I'd detail it, I'd vacuum it out, I'd get little Q-tips and go in and just clean the thing so well. For me, that's I'd feel good when it's done. My wife's like. Oh, thanks. And then walks away. <laughs> What's her primary love language? Uh, it's quality time mm. and physical touch. So literally cool. sitting next to her at night when the kids are in bed, um, physically touching her while we're watching TV. That's quality mm. time and physical touch. She feels like a million bucks. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Do you know what yours is? Mine is, I think, acts of service. Service. Mine is too. Yeah. Mine's definitely acts of service. I mean, my, my, most of my fights with my wife is because I, you know, I haven't... Um, noticed any stuff in the floor or I haven't like broomed the living room when I came back home or stuff like that. It's just like she can get crazy out of that. She's like, haven't you noticed that toy on the floor? It's been there for like two days. And I'm like, I haven't. Really, I haven't. Like, I'm just, I'm working my ass off. Like, I haven't, sorry. And I'm like, and uh, that could be, that could, it doesn't turn into a fight, but basically most of the time when it comes to like anything between us, it comes back to you're not doing enough chores around the house. When I'm actually, you know, I'm doing a lot of chores, obviously. And, um, yeah, but once he, when, you know, basically she wants me to do more chores. And I'm like, that's not so a hers is thing. active that's service. Hers so me. hers is active yeah. service too. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm not saying that's her love language. It's what's not mine. What's oh. yours? What's mine? Yeah. What do you feel more love? Like when somebody's praising you and saying that's words of affirmation and saying you're a freaking bad, a- you're a bad animal. You're a bad. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> or gi- giving and gifts. <laughs> Kelvin centered. Um, giving and gifts I, is another one. Um, yeah. I mean, I think for me is. Um, words of affirm affirmation of affir- affirmation and um and physical touch yeah i think i think mine is probably mine's active service and physical touch 
yeah, those are my yeah. my tops. I, my top is access service. Everything else is like way down low. Mm-hmm. It's access service. If the kitchen's cleaned when I get home from work or when I used to have a job, but now like if the kitchen's clean in general and the house is a mess for some reason, I just know that I feel valued like she yeah. took because that's what i value yeah, you is. mentioned cleaning the car my wife's done that a couple times where she surprised me took the car out and like deep cleaned it clean it and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> you have no idea I, how good i feel right now absolutely yeah yeah yes. i mean my I wife it. takes and cleans the car and i'm like okay good another chore done i'm, like, I'm that <laughs> way i'm actually that way with gifts yeah gifts is really low yeah. like yeah. if somebody gives me a gift I actually feel awkward sometimes. Me too, by because the way. Yeah. I don't give a crap a yeah, lot of times, yeah. I, and too. I feel bad. Me like too. they give me something like I really thought about this, and I got pajamas that have these words on it that I think you're liking. My, like, I just sleep in boxers, man. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you guys a tip that I got that I love, and it really helps my family or my wife and I. So we know our love languages, and so if you know your love languages, you can do something every day. And so this is what we do. So she does it for me and I do it for her. We pick three things that I can tell her every single day. If you do these three things for me, it's really small things, yeah. not, not huge, really small things. Like for her, it's, um, put, she stays at home. She's a stay at home mom. So she doesn't have to really get dressed and put makeup on. But if she does that, gets dressed up for the day, puts makeup on for me, I feel great. Mm-hmm. Make the bed and then clean the kitchen, clean the dishes, like out of the mm-hmm. sink, do those three things, things for me. I'll feel fantastic. And mm-hmm. vice versa. The three things that I do for her every day is at about five o'clock, I take care of the kids and she can just relax and unwind. I take care of the kids for about an hour or two. And then when they go to bed, that's when I sit next to her and just give her a hundred percent of my time. So I make sure that I'm doing that all the time for her. So if you guys can pick two to three things that you can do for your spouse and your spouse can do for you and just make sure that it fits your love language. It really, it goes a long way. And you, by the way, you, you, so you both read the book and then you talked about it. Correct. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know about you, Calvin, but my wife, like up until recently was not into personal development. Mm. Only now she's starting to get into it, which my is my wife hated I'm personal so development. She just like, why would I read a book about it? It's just, this is <laughs> stupid. I'm like, yeah. please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I will appreciate it. Like do it for me. If not for you. Yeah. What's funny is to make it work, it's actually tied to the theme of what this whole podcast uh, has been so far, which is listening and giving, you know, like wanting to do that for somebody before you get anything out of it, you know, Uh, which I think is worth making the point that we were talking about right before we hit record. You said the book talks about like as an actual principle, no matter how much money you make. 10%. 10%. Give 10% to charity. Yeah. So that's my, um, so we're just, as we were starting to record this podcast, that's where we said we'll start this podcast at because we we're just talking about it. And I was saying, um, so it's, um, so that's, the th- Dustin, you asked me, what's the one most like takeaway, the major yeah. takeaway that you have from the book? So I'm saying like, if any, because this is a, a, about like, I think it is, it's a very long book over 10 hours, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very long book. And, um, if I'm not mistaken, even 17 hours or something. That's really, really, really long. I will let you know um, because I was just about to add it to my wish okay, list. Okay, cool. So, um, so out of all that book, you have so much, so many gems. But one that I took that I have not even begun to implement into my life is give 10% to charity no matter what. And then I was like, oh my god, I need to start implementing this. But I was in, I was in a in a pretty bad spot when I read this book financially. And I was like, okay, not now though. <laughs> and then after I'm that, doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, you're doing right it. now. Yeah. While okay. like I'm going to 
I'm going to trust it because yes. literally right now with me, like you know a little bit like how I've switched over yeah. from doing less social media management right. to doing this other program. Right. And so revenues are tighter now than they've been in probably four years. Yeah. And so I'm going to try it. Like, I, I will, I'm doing finances yeah. in like two days. I'm going to give 10% of what I've made over the last month and just try okay. it. I, I will tell time. you guys that when you do start giving that, you'll – it, things will just change. Things will happen. Not saying that you're going to be wealthy or rich or anything, but even if it just changes your perspective yeah. and it helps you in that regard to you know, looking at money, number one, but also helping other people. For me, I um, praise the Lord, I've been able to give for quite a while. Like that's, It was ingrained in me a long time ago. Um, when I became a Christian, I just started giving because it was something that we were um, uh, told to do. I was like, okay, well, and I read the Bible, and the Bible says you should give, and so I started doing it. But I've been doing it ever since, and it's been, I don't know, 25 years now. Wow. And I feel so good whenever I give. It just it makes me feel – I don't care if I don't get it back. I feel like I'm giving, and it makes me feel so much well, better. Well, I'm just thinking of the mindset and energetic shift that comes from that. Yeah, Like Absolutely. right now – it would be so easy for me to justify, I don't have enough to give this much. But think of what I'm putting out if I have that mindset. Oh, I need to make more, then I'll have enough. But if you give from the beginning, it's in a way energetically putting it out to the universe, however you want to call it, saying, I have enough, I'm prospering, so I'm going to spread that prosperity. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing that, maybe cosmically some way you are going to be blessed with more, so to speak, so that you well, can yeah. bless more people. It's not even also if you're already being blessed. It's even in your lack. If you're giving in your lack, like I don't – you say God or, or whatever. You're, just, you're thinking I don't have any money. Like what I do have, I barely have nothing. If you still give that 10%. I, I would almost personally guarantee because this is we my wife and I were really financially strapped very very badly because we have some businesses that were, were doing very well and we it was it was pretty bad but we just kept giving we we gave gave before and when it got hard we gave just the same the same ten percent just and, and 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 then some as well mm -hmm. but um, what I found was uh, if you're not responsible or faithful with a little bit of money. How are you going to be faithful with a lot of money? Like That's you're, a good if point. you can't even do it with that little bit, when you get millions of dollars, you're probably not going to do it. Like when is it enough? Like oh wait, maybe when I get to here. But question oh, maybe just a little bit more. So question: What if the cash flow is negative? Should you invest ten percent? What do you guys think? I personally think yes, okay. and I would say yes. Yes, yeah. because I'm probably going to be. I, I might be when I do finances. Well, there was one month where this year I had a big downfall. One month, if I would was to give 10%, I would go into a situation where the bank would close my account. Like, that, well, what that's if, serious. This like, is what I think is crazy, though. Like, notice how it's a, like, in that book, it's like a rule. And I've heard this from yeah. other people, and I did it most of my life, too. And then once I left my religion a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. I just kind of didn't have any other like Out, outlet maybe for yeah it, that yeah. i was just doing it yeah. for and i've heard other people say it's not so much your institution it's the it's the act of doing it find something to give to mm -hmm. and it's i've heard robert kiyosaki talk about it and oh, rich yeah. dad poor dad right. like it's a principle to give it and yeah. so yes your bank might have closed your account but i think we're missing the point maybe something else happened maybe somehow changing that attitude made like Tony Robbins talks about it when he had no money, mm -hmm. he gave it to a, to a, like a little kid and his mom mm -hmm. and then things opened up. 
So maybe the thing to help you from getting your bank closed is to give. Maybe. Maybe. I, and, I, uh, I personally wholeheartedly agree with that because you never know. Let's say you had $10 left mm -hmm. and you 10% would be $10. So you had $100, but you only have $10 left. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to trust that giving is better than receiving. I'm going to go ahead and give that. You never know if in the next um, you know, day or two, you might just get, oh, I didn't know this. How do they get this check for $100? That's just weird. It, it just, it, things, yeah. great, great things like that do so happen. My, so I, I read the book and I, I put it aside. And then like about a month ago, I met a friend of mine who's an entrepreneur. I told you that we have this group, uh, Deadpreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the people, he's, uh, he's been working at Google and he has a very successful Amazon store. And, um, and he, now he's quitting at, he quit Apple, um, Apple, Google. He quit Google and now he's working. Um, as a, anyways, he's like, he's a super successful entrepreneur. And he's, um, he's the f only person that when I had a downfall, and I told him I had I was like uh, I'm very you know business is not doing well I'm very stressed and he's like he's the only person that said oh that's great <laughs> because he's he's in the growth mindset so you um, told that to him and he said that's great yes he told me that's great and I'm like I'm so happy that you told me that like I, I actually identified that he's coming out of the mindset and I'm like, yo, thank you so much. Like you're the first Instead person. Instead of saying, Oh, I'm oh, so I'm sorry. sorry. Yes. Oh my God. You're, so you're such like, a victim. Yeah. You poor little victim. <laughs> poor I had, victim I had a, I had a friend who uh, lost his job. It was probably about six months ago and he was down. He was really, really bummed out. But I said, I'm excited for you because of your skill set and everything that you know, you do not need a job. What you can do with your life, like the job is just holding you back. If you really apply yourself, your future could be fantastic. And you could be your own, you know, a dadpreneur yourself. You could literally have your own business where you, and so when there's setback, you could look for opportunities for right. life change to get even better. I love that where at the very beginning we started talking about how um, when your kids fail, encouraging them that like what did you fail like that's a great question i need to mm -hmm. implement that with my kids like what did you fail at today because we when we fail it's not a mistake that we fail it just happens and maybe something happened to get us to fail but what can we learn from to get better yeah. to do it right the next time and so looking at failures as opportunities to grow because i know when i fail i learn so much more than yeah. when i win when i win i learn a little bit but when i fail I'm like i'm never doing that again <laughs> and i and i win yeah i think it's not an opportunity to grow. It just, like you said, it's growth. When you fail, it's growth automatically. Like there's nothing to it. You you grow the most when you're in failure. Mm -hmm. Like and um, yeah. So so that friend came to me and we we sat down um, uh, a month ago, and um, and we were just sitting and I'm seeing like he's very anxious to tell me something. I'm like, yo man, what's it? What wh what is it? And he's like, okay, listen, I want to tell you something. It's like the biggest tip I'll ever I can ever give someone in business. And I think like for the past year of experiment with this thing, it's gonna sound crazy to you. It's gonna sound like I'm I'm crazy in all my mind, but I, I think it's like a secret that will boost your business like crazy, crazy. Okay. I'm like, okay, what is it? Tell me. And he's like, all right. So, listen, whatever you make, you give ten percent to charity. Somebody else said this to you? Yeah, and now this is my this friend, the same friend, friend who recommended Dallas Shout Prospect? No, 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 no. Totally different. Totally different. Guy. Wow. Now it's 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 a very successful entrepreneur. He's not religious in any sense, but turns out this guy he heard about it somewhere about this principle, and he went and he actually um, he actually um, interviewed rabbis 
about it. He went to, he met and met with rabbis to ask them about specific situation in the business cash flow of when to give and when not to give and stuff like that. So I didn't yet investigate him on everything like that, but, um, but he told me that ever since he started doing that, his business basically like blew up and he's like, um, he also got a lot of, um, he said, he, he used the term like, um, um, chunks of money falling at me <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> like, so, yeah. So, anyways, it's pretty crazy. And he told me about one specific thing that I was like, no freaking way. No freaking way. Like, that's that's some kind of like, you know. Cosmic craziness. Cosmic craziness stuff. Like, that's not even possible. And, um, and he's like, yeah, man, that, that happened. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, won't, I can't connect it in any proof in any way. But you know what? Just do it. Just <laughs> I, I would also say to add one thing, because the 10% is just a start. Um, obviously, getting to 1% to 2%, getting up to 10%, that's the bare minimum in my I'm opinion. I'm just going to start at 10%. I, I, oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Getting to 10%, in my opinion, that's the bare minimum you should give. Mm -hmm. When cool. you give above and beyond that, it just makes everything so much better. There was – so um, really, really sad. There was a family that I knew. Their son passed away. Mm -hmm. Long story short, um, it, it, was, it, it was really sad. And he was like eight years old. His son passed away. And I looked to my wife and I said – I want to help them with the finances because he's a pastor and mm -hmm. they don't make a lot of money. And I said, you know, honey, how much should we should give? And she gave me a number and it's it really big. And I was like, wow, that's the exact number I was thinking. Like literally the exact mm -hmm. number I was thinking of. We felt so blessed that we could give because we have money. We're really blessed to have money. And I was like, great, let's go ahead. and I, I was so excited to write that check and give it to him. And not for me, like I didn't want any credit. It's just I just want to give because I've been blessed. And so I need to bless other people. Mm -hmm. And the more I give, the better things work out. I, I have, so a couple things that I, that I know this is right. And I, and I, I just have kind of fallen off the wagon because my wife and I have done some secret Santa stuff, even some secret Santa stuff in, uh, some secret Santa stuff in like July, you know? And so whenever I've done that, that has felt really amazing. And then there's been other times where, like this was just a year ago, my wife and I paid for my sister, her husband, and all their kids to come from Arizona out to San Diego to see the ocean for the first time, you know, because they had never done that. And we paid for their Airbnb. Cool. We brought them out with us. We paid for a rental vehicle so they didn't have to put miles on their vehicle. And seeing them, first of all, when we told them, by the way, we're taking you to ocean, coolest feeling ever. And then seeing them have so dang much fun, mm -hmm. you know, and that was just a fun thing. Like, it's not even like there's got to be more stuff like when you see somebody actually in need. And then there's been other times that it's been really fun for me where my wife and I have secretly tipped a waitress, but we didn't like we tried to. Actually, this is what we did. I just we secretly paid for somebody somebody's table. And and that was a ton of fun where we wow. asked our waiter waiter uh to pay for that person's bill and they didn't know about it. Like that was really 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 cool. So I've actually had somebody do that for me out of nowhere. It was, it was terrific. We were at Chick-fil-A and I had just, this was before I was able to quit my job, but I had just got laid off and, um, the couple had no clue anything about us. They saw my four kids running around and playing it, but, um, 
at the very end, they just they didn't talk to us. They came up and said, you know, here's a here's a gift card to like I was like fifty dollars to Chick Fil A. Just you know, come back here and bring your family. I'm like, wow, that's so awesome. I, I felt so appreciative, and I said, you know what just happened? I just like yesterday I lost my job. Like I'm just getting getting laid off. I have a two week notice. And anyway, so long story short, getting the the receiving end is also makes you feel so much more humble. It inspired and you. Honored. Yes, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very inspired. I'm like, man, now I want to do that for other people because it just makes me feel because I received it. I'm like, I didn't deserve it. But man, this person's dude is so nice to do that. I need to do it to yeah. other people. So this gra- this I'm staying here with a grandma I didn't know I had. Okay. When you have a family <laughs> as large as when you have a family as large as mine, like it's not that <laughs> crazy. I have so <laughs> many relatives I don't even know about. You know, uh, my grandfather that's still alive has I'm no no joke like 800 people in his posterity. Like, wow. wow! Like not even joking. But anyway, so met her for the first time uh, at the end of February, beginning of March, and she was like, "Come out to Huntington Beach and stay with me." But I'm here with my wife and our entire family, my brother, his wife, and their whole family. And we get here. She had a bunch of groceries on the table when we got here. She says, I b- bought food for us. I'm like, what? And then she's like, let me do a tradition, what I do when people come. And she like showed us around, gave us a tour, then took us to a restaurant, and then she paid for the whole bill. Wow. With our whole family. Yeah. And we, my wife and I and my brother and his wife, we've, we've been talking about it like nonstop since. Like, dude – that is so freaking cool. Like that inspires me to level up in such a big way. Yeah. Which was I was going to ask you Dustin. Do you do so 10%, 10% of net of what you made after taxes or do you do it before? Top gross. So, so that's what I was going to say. Th- dude, I'm this is what I'm going to do starting now. This is something I haven't done even when I was regularly giving 10%. Mm-hmm. Starting to starting today Next time I do finances, I'm going to do 10% of what I've made in my revenue over the last month. And I'm just going to freaking trust it. Like, again, it it looks irresponsible, but I'm totally doing this. And one other thing that I think makes a lot of sense is, you know how it feels good to get a sale? Like, every day, like, that just gets me going. I'm like, oh, I got mm-hmm. a sale because that's getting your business going. Maybe what I could do is try to break up the givings so that I'm giving something every single day. And of course, I love helping people through like DMs and people that message me and stuff and I help them for free, but I wanna see, maybe there's something I can do to take all this money that I'm gonna give away and give it every single day to so, my vibration. That's what I'm doing out of here. So I think I also give 10%. By the way, you know, you said like 10% is the minimum. I don't know what it is about, um, what Jewish people do, I don't like really know, but the word itself is called maser uh, in in Hebrew, and maser has the word ten in it. Mm. It's kind of like the ten. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if they give up more or if we're just like Jewish or cheap people and give up ten percent. <laughs> 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 um. But uh, that's why Jewish people are rich. <laughs> they give only ten percent. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, most people don't give any. So yeah, yes. most people don't give. So I'm like, and also Jewish people don't give ten percent. You know, but like I'm saying, um, the 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 I'm going to definitely do that. Um, so please, both of you, hold me accountable. And everybody on this show, please hold me accountable as well. Um, and, and all three shows. And um, In a spirit of giving, as we wrap this episode up, do you guys have anybody, do you have anything that you can offer, give my audience, either of you, or and vice versa? Like, let's, if you have something, I mean, whether it's free, like a free tip or something that they can go to, like, why don't we give something? Okay. 
I'll provide a free webinar on how to increase conversions on any landing page. How can people find that? We'll do something for your, show, for your crowd. Okay. Just but a webinar. Wh we don't know where. Oh, so, but, how, but if they're listening right now, either on my podcast or Dustin's podcast or yours, yeah. where can they go to make sure they get that? Make up a link and then okay, good. put it there. So it's creativepreneurmagazine.com slash webinar. Creativepreneurmagazine.com slash webinar. Webinar. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. We can also put them in the description in the show notes too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, sweet. They have that link there. I will do two things. I will give away my $1,000 money course completely for free. Anybody that does this six-week course, just DM me on Instagram and say that you heard this podcast wherever, and I'll give you a link to that. Um, and then I'll give you a call that helps you get started with that. So you can set up a calendar call with me. Again, totally for free, nothing to sell. CalvinWayman.com forward slash connect would get on a call with me, and that will help you get started with the program as well. And if you actually schedule it that way, and you put in the show notes that you heard on the podcast, then I know when I get on the call, I can like get you registered in the program for free, tell you to get started and everything. But yeah. Take the program. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So I would love to give away because not everybody, and what I love to teach is real estate investing, but not everybody is into it. Um, if anybody wants to learn about real estate investing, there's so much to learn. And when right. you do it, you just literally don't do any work. Well, you do the work one time and you can make money over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So I have a free course that I just love to give out. It, I mean, it took me a long time to put it together because I was like, I want to give this to people because the more people I can help get into real estate, the better everything's going to be. So if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, I have that there. And also if you sign up and you actually put in there that you are a part of this podcast for wherever you, through through everybody's podcast here, I'll, I'll throw in something special. I haven't thought about it. Maybe like a free coaching call with me, a 15 minute call or something like that where Heck I can yeah. get you started. Yeah, cool. that, that would be great. Cool. And um, another thing, so I have to also throw something in there again. Yeah. <laughs> you guys upped it. Um, so... If anybody wants to go for the webinar, go for the webinar. It will help you increase conversions in the landing page and increase your website design by like boosted by like tenfold. But also, um, Kelvin and I, how we started is Kelvin by you flying into Israel and helping me build a vision mm -hmm. that started me off on building yep. a multiple six figure business. Yep. And um, that vision, I um, I basically once I got out of my situation back then um is it, it was on my vision to create a community and help others create that create like their the uh, crush it in their business and help them build a vision and so there is a training that i created three-part training completely free doesn't pitch anything helps you with your vision and, and helps you build a vision so um what i will be offering is um that training as well um in order to get that training um all people have to do is well they actually have to join the facebook group because then i it's in the link so the facebook group of creativepreneurs just search creativepreneurs on uh facebook and then join the group and you'll get the link and then if you want you can leave the group if you want just after the link i don't care but anyway you I'll, I'll offer that training as well like for sure uh it's it's free but it took me obviously time to create it and you get a spreadsheet of of the vision itself as a tool and they can apply it and if anybody wants they can get on a coaching free coaching call with me sweet and uh where's like what's your instagram handle if people want to follow you sagi all right so for me it's sagi schreiber <laughs> sagi schreiber um you can search sagi schreiber creativepreneur and i'm gonna try it. to spell it s-a-g-i s-h-r-i-e-b-e-r -E -E good did i get yes, it yes you got it right schreiber. Dude. 
Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. Just Calvin Wayman, my first and last name, C-A-L-V-I-N, Wayman. Just two words, like where there's a will, there's a way, man. So Calvin Wayman on Instagram. Dustin. The Dustin Heiner. The Dustin Heiner. How do you spell Heiner? H-E-I-N-E-R. H-E-I-N-E-R. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So the Dustin Heiner, Calvin Wayman, and Siggy Schreiber. And if you hear this episode in any of our podcasts, then please just tag us on your stories right now and say, thank you, this was a good episode or this episode was crap and <laughs> or nothing. Okay. I'm going to end, uh, I'm going to, maybe each of us can give one liner goodbye. I'll end mine in the goodbye from my podcast, which is enjoy and whatever you do, stay curious. I don't even have a one liner. I just say, no, for me, it's just get out there and change your life by investing, by changing your life, um, putting your money to work for you. Nice. I also, I just tell a, like, and I'll end it by saying everybody have an amazing day, night, wherever you are in the world, because I'm usually in Israel. So <laughs> I'm definitely in a different time zone usually. So. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.